Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
yeah. he will have already texted me to go, uh, Talon, right. six plus five? I thought you were a teacher. Yeah, just, you know. Yes. You're like, not a math. I'm gonna, not a math teacher. Right, absolutely. Um, but yeah, Casey, we recorded this before you texted me. Yeah. <laughs> God, I hope he texts you. I know. I it'd be great. If he doesn't group, text yeah, me, yeah. I'm really sorry, Casey, that I didn't have faith that you would miss it. Yep. Oh, man, now is he's going to be... Or, this is great. Just let this go. This is going to be fantastic. We're see where this goes. <laughs> or this is the real test to see if Casey's actually listening. I know you are, Casey. I can tell. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, in our last, uh, you know, maybe I'll do a retroactive show note um, through Captivate saying, like, I know that five plus six is 11. I'm sorry. But I, I was talking, I, don't think you need I was shooting from the cuff. Sure. I was like reading lines on a page and taking notes for show notes. And you were. And my brain just didn't catch up with my mouth. You were keeping track of a lot of things. Exactly. Like 11 to 13. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Touche. Touche. First of all, well, I missed it. Too. How dare you, sir? <laughs> we're just Sorry, gonna now. We're, now we're just gonna start quoting everyone. Yeah, we'll just start ripping off. We're just gonna rip Super off Superpod Hero Cast. <laughs> How dare! <laughs> um, I just can't do Shana na na na. No, because Todd said he was gonna record us a Shana na na na. Yeah, Shana na na. So yeah, we are uh, talking about our uh, one of the larger, greater. Uh, evils of Estrock, not of a god-divine level, but the memory of many other dark, evil, violent gods, yeah. the tattered remnants of which have all coalesced together into a mad a mad dog mm-hmm. of, uh, of a pseudo-divine demonic entity. Which I don't think is where we left it. We just started to really become enamored with that idea. Yeah, That it's exactly. literally like this wild animal mm-hmm. you know better to keep an eye on it and train it to be meaner to other things that's what we were talking about earlier other it's some, a tool for some yeah. of the other some other evil demigod, demigod type things yeah. the the quote-unquote nicer gods within the congress of, don't have to get their hands dirty they mm-hmm. can manipulate this dude into sh- off he goes because mm-hmm. we had we said low wisdom on him yes low wisdom yeah, easily yeah. manipulated well Here's what I posted most of this when we posted when the episode hit last week, mm-hmm. and um, so I will uh, read through it now just so we can hear it. Ready? <clears throat> this will be one of those nice ones where I somebody can... has released one of the hounds now. I know one possibly. of the hounds has been released, yeah. so you might be able to hear that, listeners. It's or a math hound. or my or my sound settings have yeah. made it so you can't hear my dog it's barking a at it's something a math through a window. Sent to. <laughs> It's the math hound. Yep. It's there to bark every time I mess up math. So <clears throat> we we didn't, again, we don't name things because right. that's our shtick now. We don't name things. Yeah. Uh, someday we're going to have a bunch of followers. And we're going to have a Patreon type event mm-hmm. where everyone's going to get together at something. We'll do a live, insane, like live naming marathon. Exactly. We'll, Perfect. Roll It'll be TBDs. Everyone can come up we'll to the We'll do it mic live at the brewery. Yeah. Everyone can throw out ideas. It sounds wonderful. And it will hurt and reject their feelings. But. So as of right now, I'm calling this 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 entity the Whispering Wrath. Right. Yep. Okay. So, <clears throat> the Whispering Wrath. The figure slips from shadow to shadow, towering behind each unsuspecting mortal who feels the stir of vengeance and anger in their heart. Whispering temptations blow gently on the embers of violence and passion held in every soul. And all the while, the shadowy figure is unseen, its hundreds of clawed black hands wrapping delicately around the mind of its victims. Background. There was no single fragment of divinity that led to the existence of the Whispering Wrath. It was forged in the cauldron of hate, rage, vengeance, and sadism in the hearts of many people from many worlds. (laughs) 
Rather than fade into nothing, these fragments clung to life, melding with each other to sustain their existence, forging their varied personalities and powers into something new and terrible. While this kept the fragment alive, it has been driven mad in the process. The whispering wrath is at war with itself, even as it corrupts and seduces others to vile, vengeful acts. The demigod, the Whispering Wrath, was formed when various fragments of gods of anger, vengeance, murder were forced to meld with each other to stay alive. Very few people at the time of the Sevenfold Storm actually worshipped these entities, but knowledge and fear of them brought them into manifestation alongside the more powerful divine fragments. The Whispering Wrath is the demigod of evil deeds. It sows discord and malice, it revels in murder and mayhem, it is divine and it is base. Wandering the land, the whispering wrath uh, flits from person to person, whispering and conniving to bring about the worst compulsions of every heart. The whispering wrath feeds on evil acts done at his urging, and and its appetite is endless. Only those of broken soul and mind worship the whispering wrath, but the worship of a few combined with the fear of many is enough to maintain this mad alien fragment of former divinity." The Whispering Wrath represents itself at the Divine Congress, but as an entity that is more tolerated than accepted. More powerful Divine Fragments think very little of the Whispering Wrath, while others seek to manipulate at the mad amalgamation for their own nefarious ends. Excellent. That was great. So that's the that's the flavor. The yeah. flavor text. That's wonderful. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So moving from there... Uh, this episode uh, is going to be us jumping a little bit into some the mechanical weeds, you might say. But first, random encounter. Is there a random encounter? Yes, there okay. is a random yeah, encounter. <laughs> you, the, the look of panic in your eyes. <laughs> no, I thought for a random encounter day, I did want to take just a quick moment and reference um, a new product, which I just received in the mm-hmm. mail Yesterday, one of my one of my shiny Kickstarter projects came in. It's from Cobalt Press. It's a book called The Campaign Builder Cities and Towns Book. And it is a very, very nice book. It's about 250 pages of all of the stuff you would need to build settlements, towns, major cities, and lots of the lots of the little things like when you sit there to sit down to come up with a town and yeah. write something into a campaign setting, which I don't know, thought I thought might be relevant to us at some point. Sure. You can Make sure you're hitting all your bases. So it's like a minutia guide. It's it's definitely a yeah. minutia guide. Yeah. Um, but it's got some nice things in there that we will be able to use. The I, I want to at some point once we're done creating our mad god, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to apply it to uh, last call. But then what I really thought would be fun is we should do like a couple, like a, a pretty long form series of episodes yeah. on uh, point reach, and we could oh, yeah. use this as a. It's kind of a guiding star to really flesh out the major city. Yeah, because, I mean, we've practically applied no imaginative creative energy whatsoever to Point Reach. Uh, we gave it a name. We gave it a name. Exactly. And we were like, a steampunky, arcane, clocky, clockwork city yeah. made on giant bridge over giant canyon. Yeah, but what they're and culturally like up there, we don't really, we haven't touched on it. We don't. I know just imagine them really is. snooty. Yeah. <laughs> In well, my head. I know that's probably not accurate, but I right. always just kind of picture them as kind of snooty. Okay. But I'd like a combination of both, but I could see, yeah, I, oh, certainly. I mean, that's just going to, I think, potentially be an inevitability that they're just I, going to feel. I know, and we've we've already worked hard at saying it's not high people good, low people bad. You know, when it's, that's not. But a, that doesn't mean 
there aren't going to people be people with that attitude. Sure, absolutely. Sure. But I, I thought it was a really nice product, and it really I, the I way mean, it that, looks very cool. I know it looks cool. The way that it is laid out very much appears to me like Campaign Builder might be a future series of theirs. Okay, because um, oh, I can so see them like doing specifically like specifically for creating. Yeah, and and, and now as they might have already done this, and I'm say I'm stating something that's like everyone's going, yeah, duh, yeah, but. I have never seen a cam um, a Cobalt Press book with this campaign builder. So it'd be like um, branding. Uh, so they'd be like in Pathfinder with the Lost Omen. Sure, the absolutely. Flavor, Lost Omen to flavor, flavor. flavor. Yeah. Um, so I could see them doing like campaign builders, villains. You okay, know. got it. Uh, speaking of other Kickstarters and things like that, mm. again, because this hobby of five uh, e publishers, yeah. not third party publishers, five yeah. e publishers. Uh, the Cobalt Press Black Flag yep. uh, first playtest came out. It was very much a kind of a reskin of fifth edition in their own words, pulling yep. out anything from the SRD. Some people complained about that, which seems, I don't want to say short-sighted, but I, I don't know what the expectation is. Yeah. Like, what do you, what, what did you think they were doing when they said, hey, we're raising our flag? They were just, they, they, that's probably been their plan for a while, though. I mean, it seems pretty pretty well developed. They that's probably, what I figured as well. You know, because, I mean, all this OGL nonsense that came up was, you know, relatively news to us, but I, there's no way that that was news to industry types. They had to know something was coming. There had to have been more than a few little bleep, you know, little comments here and there, I would imagine. Well, there was like, what is it? Matt Coville, who made a statement well, on a podcast, like way back way when they bought D&D Beyond, saying, yeah. oh, I bet you this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So... They put out their first playtest. It is very much a 5e clone. I liked someone's comment on on Reddit that it was 5th edition with the serial numbers filed off. Yeah. And that's what it's supposed to be. And in there, they wrote a blog today where they did their campaign like journal, where they're like, here's our thing that we're writing about developing this. Yeah. Yes, the whole point of this is to have, you can play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons without relying on Wizards of the Coast for anything. Right. It is, they said they want it to be 5.5e, their version. Right. So... That's really cool because that's sort of what level up 5e. Level up 5e was a 5.5 with extra options. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a a base 5.5e. All of the you're gonna have you're gonna have three or four different publishers who are all gonna have 5.5 or 5e right. systems that are now removed from that the the core SRD of fifth edition, which mm-hmm. is now in, in Creative Commons anyway. So right. we're I we're at the we're at the precipice of a veritable plethora. Of stuff. Yeah. A lot of things could come. There's going to be probably some bloodletting. It's yeah. going to get a little ugly, I'd imagine. It's, there's going to um, be some competition. Yeah, which is good. Which I, I is think great. it's great. And I think that um, all of them being able to be compatible with each other is also awesome. And they mm-hmm. make the point. They said, listen, 5e is great. Yeah. Five, and it is. 5e is fantastic. Right. Um, I really love it. I'm, again, super motivated now to start looking at other systems. Yeah. Um. And just again from a design perspective, and we'll be doing episodes and things like that on that. Well, it's funny that there those particular criticisms that came up about the black flag. Well, this is just you know five e. This is just basically the same thing. And in my mind, I'm sitting imagining. I'm like, I think early two thousands. I can go back and imagine everyone on Dig dot com complaining that Pathfinder oh. is just D and D three point five with the serial three point seven five right because it came from three point five. <laughs> but you know, it's all over. Dig it. You know, they were just... <laughs> I forgot about Dig. Dig, well, that was, it was Reddit before Reddit, right? It was. Yeah, yeah. But that's where they were, that's probably the right time frame. They would have been complaining on Pathfinder, about Pathfinder there. Oh, man. <laughs> Dig.com. Dig. Yikes. Um, Another 5e publisher thing that's coming up, 
Um, I'll put a link to it in our show notes because I don't care. I'll promote other people's stuff. Sure. Um, Mike Shea has got a Kickstarter coming out that he wrote with Taylor Sabadia and someone else. Right. That is basically a entire guide to building monsters and villains. Yeah. It's, and it was right there. I mean, that thing is, looks ready and looks done. So he must have. They've been working on it for a year. It, it is. And yeah. usually his January stuff usually is. So stre- that must have been why he was so quiet and why he was so stressed out. He had to been super stressed out. Right. The, when I backed his uh, Lazy DM Companions mm-hmm. Kickstarter, it was very quick to have PDFs. Like, here's, here's a PDF of all the content with spec art. There was like, you know, placeholder okay. spec yeah. art. And then it was just waiting on, it would be like, oh, I'm updating it because I'm adding another map that I got from one of my artists and things like that. But the content itself, aside from art and maps, right. was done. Yeah. And you had access to it pretty quick. So I'm going to, of course, back that, even though I've been on a Kickstarter hiatus, <laughs> I am going to back that one. But yeah, just uh, as a random encounter, talking about there's a lot of cool, there's a lot of cool stuff to be excited about. Yeah. And I'm glad we don't have to talk about the OGL. And we don't have to I'm talk about the settled. OGL. You know, we're you done. Know, I'm, I never want to have to utter now, it again. It just gets brought up as a footnote, and we're all good. As other than, um, and yeah. I'm with Mike Shea. You know, if something cool comes out, I'm still going to get it. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, I'm if not, the movie looks good. I'm still going to go. I was absolutely. Gonna go, the uh, I'm not. I don't know. I don't. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm too excited about the D and D movie to to boycott it. Yeah, and it, and at this point, and again, like I said, they before, did what, I don't. They think did you, what we wanted. Yeah. I don't know. I know. Well, you, you know, that's the thing, right? You're asking for something. You have to acknowledge when you got it. But don't don't you dare try to extinguish my outrage. Okay. Well, that's fine. I'm fueled by hate. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I, yes, that's so, really what it is. Some it's because the just, whispering wrath is blowing upon the dark embers yeah, it of really my heart. Is. It really is. So I think that that can, that can bring us full back around to yeah. our, our um, random encounter completed, yeah. and we can get back to the whispering wrath. So what I thought we would do for the Whispering Wrath, again, coming from a story point of view, Mm. let's go right through the uh, chapter in the Appendix C in the Monstrous Menagerie, because it's just so freaking cool and good, which is about creating a monster. And let's start talking through and taking some notes and working towards a stat block. Well, you know, I will start off saying one of the things that I found most interesting that we just discovered today is no statted out gods. Yeah, I know, right? Like, I really... I mean... Coming from older D and D, like two point. I mean, you could get the demigods and deities book, and it was mm-hmm. you could fight Odin if you wanted to. If you want, here's how you fight him. Yeah, they had the god level stuff. We found um, we were talking about a couple weeks back, where once your characters reach god level, they could become a god. That's why we need to look at again. Two C gaming um, has a bunch of books for super high level gods fighting gods. Yeah, I'm just it's interesting. I, and I just, I just, we couldn't find any in D and I brought over the Mythic Odyssey of Theros, which is the Greek myth, myth mm-hmm. one. They're servants of the gods, but I can't find. Right. How do I fight your version of Zeus? I forget his name. That'll be really interesting. I'm, I'm going to take a look. We'll read through Myth, Mythic Odyssey of Theros. Mm-hmm. Not that we can use any of the content from that. Right. But, that's not. As um. See if there's any mechanics that we could file the serial numbers off of. I don't know. Like, right. Yeah. Can we? Can we do that sort of thing? Like. And then um, also I'm going to look at some of 2C Gaming stuff, um, buy some PDFs and give that a read and see what we can find there. So in our next episode, we will discuss what we learned about high-level godlike monsters from those sources in, as we continue. But um, for today, and, and, the, and the reason we were looking at that is because we weren't like, what, what creature type is a god? That's, that's really what it came down to. I was just thinking about creating the stat block with right. you today, and I don't know what creature type. And we were thinking, and we just defaulted, assuming it would be celestial. Well, you would think it's either going to be celestial or a fiend. Yeah. And there's no middle ground. You know, it's interesting. If you read about fiends, 
in the um, the monster manual and the dungeon master's guide, they are made of evil and like uh, devils are made of law and evil. Mm-hmm. So if you have a devil who ceases to be evil, they are no longer a fiend. Then what are they? Oh, yeah, they are no longer a fiend because a fiend is made of evil and law. Or if it's a devil, so but they continue to exist. They continue, maybe, or do they cease to exist when they turn good? And everyone at home is listening to me shrug my shoulders. Right, they get sucked off. I uh, don't take this from me. <laughs> yeah. It's a reference to Ghosts, the show on CBS. It's okay. or on Paramount Plus. It's yeah, good. You should watch it. Before. Yeah. Um, what did they call it when he, when the guest when he get went down going down? Yeah, <laughs> and when yeah he was going down. He went or yeah they went down on him yeah, or they something, do something like that. Yeah. Oh, double entendres. They are. Great. So, all right. So we might not yet have a lock on what kind of creature type this is. Well, it was an un, a very unexpected st- stumbling block. Yeah, you know, it's just, just didn't small. See it How does um, Keith Baker? Because they reference gods in Eberron, but if I remember, it's more of something you can actually interface with. Yeah. Their gods are. This is much, our homework. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to because I know that. Yeah, I know that that was a thing. Okay. So our our god, the Whispering Wrath. Mm-hmm. Um, we should start with. A stat block. Now, again, we didn't want this to be super high level because right. these are remnants of gods. Right. So we sort of said 20 last time. Maybe we should pull back a little bit from that. Should we bring it what down? Did we, who did we use as the... What made us go with 20? I, I don't I, I don't know. Random random number. So for instance, a Balor. So when you, go, when, you, when you go into challenge rating, are we going from the assumption that you have like a party of four? Um, challenge rating is, is that not no that's just encounter balancing. Okay. Um, so a challenge rating is used to with math to figure out how hard that's going to be when interacting with a various number of of player characters. Gotcha. So if you're going to have the Whispering Wrath face four level twelve characters, you just make them tougher. Is that exactly, or okay. add minions or something like that? Got it. Okay. The if you have, for instance, if you have Five. So let's say, for instance, you had five level fourteen or fifteen adventurers, mm. or six level fourteen or fifteen adventurers. Right. You could throw them a level twenty-two bad guy, and they could probably easily take it. Right. However, you could do the same thing with three level fifteens against a twenty-two, and it would be very much harder. Um, there's a there's actually a table in this book that I love that I use for counterbalancing all the time. Mm. Um, but the number itself, the CR itself, is a reflection of the math of armor okay. class, hit points, resistances, damage output, and okay. so on and so forth. That all sort of you kind of look at it holistically, mm-hmm. and then kind of eyeball it to a CR. Okay. I, you know, one of the things that's why I I, I spent a lot of time, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. uh, making a spreadsheet to do some math calculations for me because evidently I can't do math. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Jeez. Yeah. So I made a, an Excel spreadsheet that does it for me. Um, it's a Google sheet. It's a it's a Google sheet. Well, that that's important true. in case for some reason someone's interested. It's much imminently shareable. If it's yes, a I can. Sheet. Yeah, and if it actually ends up working at all, maybe I can share it. Um, I'll post a, uh, a maybe a, a screenshot of what it looks like because yeah. it's still very much unfinished. Right. But it allowed me to type in some. You know, it auto fills in stats when I select a, a challenge rating, right. and then I can adjust things like the hit points and the. Right. Your formulas are a mess. Though. My formulas are probably a mess no, to I don't anyone see how who they knows could them. Be if they work, but whatever. so. 
Well, you know, it's it's probably like one of those things where like it works, but it's like duct taped together. And like someone else is like, you could have done that in one formula. Why'd you do it in 17 recumbent formulas? Right. In, recumbent? in Soviet Russia, we <laughs> use 17 recumbent, recumbent formulas. Exactly. Uh, for the same reason, we use unenriched uh, fuel in our RPMK reactors, and we use control rods with graphite tips. It's cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's my... Uh, that's my. What's that his guy. name? What's his name? I know he's oh, awesome. Whoever he's he is. Dumbledore's son, Jared yeah. Harris. Is he really his son? I didn't know. That. Yeah, Richard Harris's son. Oh, he's that adds up. I see it now. Because <laughs> yeah. he could literally play any part that his dad passed away. And Absolutely. Said, okay, I see. Yeah, he he's he's Richard Harris's son. Yeah. Um. Can you imagine? See, that's why I always thought it was interesting that they cast Jude Law as young Dumbledore mm-hmm. in those movies and not Jared Harris. Well. Yeah, that is interesting. I always think of his father. I most closely associate him with the movie Orca from the 80s. I've never seen that. It was about an orca that wanted revenge on him and hunted him. It was a, I don't know, I would maybe. Oh, this is going to the show I remember it as a higher brow Jaws, but it's probably not. (laughs) But I mean, it's terrible. The reason it wants revenge, it literally wants revenge and just tracks him through the sea. And he lives in like a port town and it's going after, you know, it's. What? Yeah, it's called Orca. I, man, this is, this is great. That's, we're going to put this in the show notes. For all the things that that uh, actor did, that is what I remember him for the most. Not Camelot. No. I, I mean, I saw Camelot. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, yes that those are yeah. notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but no, Orca is that. I How believe it's called Orca. That woman. was my favorite. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh, that's a that's a horribly sexist song. Um, aren't they all? Aren't they all? Yeah. There's 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 no non problematic musicals anymore, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. All right. So, a Balor. Yeah. The thing that fights Gandalf on the bridge. Is CR nineteen okay. because yep. yeah a Balor is a Balrog yeah that would be about what we use that makes is sense. a CR nineteen okay do we want the Whispering Wrath to be as strong as a Balrog or do we want to dial it down a little bit from there I, I don't want to get off track but again we run into it's Tolkien stuff is really hard to quantify I know I'm, that's why level. I should say Balor not Balrog but the right. Balor is obviously modeled it's after the clearly Balrog. supposed to be um, um, yeah I, I mean I guess that's fine right because I do. I, I do because you would still apply, and I'm just going to go to the movie. Because um, you still apply, this foe is beyond any of you. Yeah, the Witch King is less than a Balor. Right. Oh, right. Okay, that's true. And the Witch King, it, but this would be slightly more powerful than the Witch King, slightly less powerful than the Balrog. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess this is a really. I know we're belaboring this too much, but yeah. we want to pick the right target. Well, what is it currently? Twenty. We said twenty originally. And- I've kind of picked eighteen, thinking about it, um, giving it some room. Um, Orcus is mm. 26. Okay. He's a demon prince. But he would be way more powerful than we have in mind. If we had right? a full-fledged Orcus on our world, he should be able to kick everything's butt. Right. Because he's like 100%. Yeah, he'd be he, way beyond. Orgal, I figure, is getting maybe close to Orcus. So you're okay. 25-ish. Right. Um, Before you move on into power levels that are beyond Into weird, can. exactly. Because yeah, okay. we could go all the way up to 30, but I don't want yeah. to. Right. Uh, 30 is um, Tiamat. Okay. Then okay. Tiamat's thirty. Yeah. I mean, nineteen. Nineteen. We'll split the difference. Nineteen would be exactly the same as the Balor. Okay. Yeah. We'll go nineteen. So we we initially said twenty. You said it. Well, let me just take this note sheet. with all the 18s. We'll go with I'll 18. just toss this in the garbage. Well, the no, it's you fine. Have no, 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 no. You have your document. It's you can fine. immediately process no, it. No, I can be passive aggressive. It's a hundred percent okay. <laughs> can you? <laughs> well, I don't know. Can I? <laughs> no, no. It's fine. I can be passive aggressive. That's got to be the 11th or 13th time you've said it's fine. 
<laughs> there was like six the one time, five the other. So it's 13. like it's like they're saying what they're saying is like really is is passive, but it's it, it sounds sounds passive, but it's but they're, what they're saying is aggressive. I wish there was a phrase for that, like <laughs> nicey meanie, nicey meanie. Parks and Rec. My entire life is living in movie and TV yeah. quotes. All right, so if we do a CR nineteen, let's go to eighteen. It's fine. We have it all written out. It, it's but it's not really written out. It's just some spec numbers. Okay. So it's not a big deal. Okay. CR nineteen. The Whispering Wrath. Okay. So when you start with this, mm-hmm. I'll go. I'll do the numbers real quick. Yep. Here we go. Nineteen. Whew. Don't mess up the math, Talon. Don't mess up the math, Talon. So challenge rating of nineteen. That means its armor class base is going to be nineteen. Its hit points is going to be around 300 base. This will be okay. adjusted. Yeah. Its proficiency bonus is a 6, and its ability bonus is a 7, which, if my math is correct, 7, 8, 9, 10, I 11, 12, 13. It's a plus 13. It is indeed. <laughs> As you're ramping up to it, I'm like, oh, you're kidding me. It's the, okay. God darn it. Okay, yeah, 6 and 7, which, if my math is correct, is a 13 actually this time. Yep. Um, four attacks per round, doing about 95 points of damage around, and it's easy, uh, DC is 16, it's hard is 21. All right. So, that's our base stats. Yeah. So, let's start with, uh, building our, our monster. So, the first thing we're going to do is think about traits, okay? Mm-hmm. Traits are the thing, is, are we going to go with it being a demon for now? Fiend demon? That's fine. I mean, because okay. there's some traits that all those share. I mean, we do also have the um, leeway of just saying uh, it's, it's our own it's thing. Our thing. It doesn't need to be one of those. Right? Divine slint, splinter? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I mean, no, I mean, I get it. I, for now, let's. I say we stick with demon. Okay. Demons, devils, and celestials. But, totally. Um, so if it's a demon, that means it's going to have <laughs> resistance to cold, lightning, um, there's always a, like a mix of cold lightning and fire, yeah. a mix of resistant and uh, immunities. Mm-hmm. So like a Balor has resistance to cold lightning and non-magical weapons. Okay. And it's immune to fire and poison. Um, I think all of them are going to be immune to poison. Yeah. All, they're all, all fiends are immune to poison. None of them can be poisoned. Um, and a lot, most of them have that cold fire resistance. So, okay. So... So the fire, I would imagine that resistance comes inbuilt because you kind because of have a, an a abyssal. In... And that's where the story comes in. Yeah. yeah. So another demon doesn't have fire immunity, it just has fire resistance. Yeah. So is there any particular reason for the Whispering Wrath to have immunity to any of those elemental type damages? Um, I can't think of one for fire if specifically... Neither can I. Because if anything... Culturally, probably fire would be the thing that would dispel. It would eliminate some of your fears. You would feel mm-hmm. more. I'm, I'm okay with poison. Poison, like they all have the poison thing, right? But they don't poison have, being because they don't have normal bodies. Yeah, I would, I would argue, I would argue that poison is the tool of a deceitful being. Yeah, so I'm okay with them being immune or, or whatever. It's interesting it's to me that none of them are immune to psychic or necrotic. Or I think those are just the forgotten damages a lot of the time. Yeah, it you know, but they don't automatically come to mind. Um, I mean, they're cool. So they you should. can you can evidently psychically damage a Balor. You mean like, yeah, mind yeah whatever you do, yeah, mind attack, yeah. Um, all right, so that would make our guy, our our whispering wrath, res- immune to only poison and mm-hmm. the poisoned condition. They go hand in hand. Yep, and it will have resistance to fire, cold, lightning, and damage from non magical weapons. Given its nature, should it actually have immunity slash whatever to psychic damage? Because its whole thing, I think, is to mess with your brains. Hmm. 
We could. We can do something with psychic. Let's look through as okay. a part of our homework and look at other things. So okay. possibly story-wise, psychic damage might be its bread and butter. Yeah. So maybe it would be... A, we'll look at other monsters that do psychic damage and see if they're immune to it. Which would be like mind flares, right? Mind flares. Well, yes, I mean, they're not in this book. Um, right. I don't have the the monster manual in front of me. I only have the Monsters Menagerie. So can't help you there unless you have maybe something like D&D Beyond on your phone. Right. Which I do, but continue. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that would be its um, its traits. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll have, if it is a demon, it will have uh, probably uh, true sight, which seems to be, uh, or do we want it to have true sight, or do we want it to have dark vision? Uh, definitely d- at least dark vision. I'm looking at like low and high. Shouldn't anything we consider at a god level have true sight, though? I, I sort of feel like it should have I mean, true that's sight. part of what sets it apart. Um, right. If I pull up, like, say, a challenge, a, a third, a, here's a 16, CR 16 demon, and it has true sight. So, yeah, I think true sight's fair. Okay. Um, so, true sight, it will have, it'll speak abyssal and telepathy. Mm-hmm. It'll radiate chaos and evil. And then from there, we have to come up with other things. Like, for instance, if we're going to, I'm going to use the, keep going back and forth to the Balor here. The Balor, this is where before its actions, it has things about its physiology that affect the players. Okay. So, for instance, a Balor has death throes. When the Balor dies, <laughs> it explodes, and everyone around it has to save or take a bunch of damage. Okay. It has a fire aura. You have, if you're close to it, it take you have to um, you take fire damage. Yeah. If you, a creature that touches the Balor or hits it with a melee attack takes ten fire damage every time they hit it. Uh, so. We could do something very similar with psychic, you Absolutely. know, psychic damage. It's like crazy. Magic resistance. The Balor has advantage on saving throws against spells and magical effects. I think that's pretty standard, yeah, for most of the demons. So it will have that. So story-wise, our our friend, the Whispering Wrath, um, is going to have some sort of an aura of rage like a, and madness. Like a dragon fury type thing, right? Like, yes. Only I, I see, and that's the thing about it, like, should it make people afraid? I don't think we should deal with fear. Well, something like that. that yeah. That thing you have to contend with. Frightful presence. Frightful presence. Right. Something similar, but it doesn't need to be that. Okay. So yeah. You know. So it's going to have something like a frightful presence or a fire aura, only we're going to think something about rage mm-hmm. and turning on people and committing violence. Right. That's always fun in a story when people who are otherwise chummy Start oh, yeah. to suddenly be like, well, it's every player's favorite thing. Well, when you they know, say, um, make a will save. Yeah, attack exactly. your closest ally. Well, you know, I, I immediately pop culturally, I'm drawn to the Avengers when oh, they yeah. all of a sudden start. Loki starts to kind of Mess manipulate the, the situation, and everyone starts jumping down each other's throats, and they're like, yeah, yeah. So because this creature, the Whispering Wrath, is not not naturally drawn to being a front line, toe to toe, knock down, drag out enemy. Mm-hmm. This is going to be something ethereal. And fast and shadowy that's hard to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, leaping from corner. Because it's definitely going to have some movement stuff. Yeah, doing the shadow jump from shadow to it's shadow. Gonna, it's going to have so much misty stepping, man. Yep. So much misty stepping. All right, so those are its uh, capabilities. What would you find? I think I finally found it. it All right, here it's... It took me a while to find it. No, no, I didn't. Okay. You know, D&D Beyond is not as helpful as uh, one would think for looking up. I found this in the past. When I'm looking up a monster, like I've tried to look up Blink Dog on there once, mm-hmm. just couldn't find it. It took forever, and I gave up and Googled it elsewhere. Oh, wow. So I thought I had it, but I did not. It was a message board discussion. That's all right. So that is the, um, we've got the things. We, we know that it's, we know the monster story. We did that already. We yep. know the challenge rating. We just talked about that. Now yep. we have its capabilities. 
now we get to combat statistics. And now we're not going to belabor our listeners with a bunch of like, well, if this many dice and this much points of damage, but we can sort of break that down. Yeah. Um, I might ask you to do some calculator math for me. Oh. Um, So let's start with armor class. Okay. So level 19, not 18. That's fine. It's fine. I don't mind. Um, With an armor class of... I don't either. Yeah, I I know you don't. (laughs) I know you don't. (sighs) It's got an armor class of 19. You really should have known I would have come up with a compromise between the two. (laughs) You really would have to tell me in advance. Well, you are the zen one. (laughs) I would have just been like, what's to do 19? It's in between. I'm I'm the high strung one. Yeah. So that's my job. I bring the the fire. You bring the ice. So armor class. Armor class of yeah. 19. Armor class of 19. We can bump that up or down by any number amount we want, but at a certain point, we'll start affecting its hit points or its damage output. Mm-hmm. So we could go 19, 20, 21 without changing anything else. Um, but I'm going to assume that we are at the point where this thing is out manifested fully right in front of you. Let's fight it. Okay. So it's already resistant to all this other thing. Um, a Balor, which is also CR 19, has got an armor class of... Where is it? Here it is. 19. He just keeps it at 19. So keep it at 19, or do you want to bump it up or bump it down? I don't know. I think you should suggest 21, and then I'll go with 20. <laughs> just in The between. withering look. No. The no. withering, withering look. Uh, 19 is fine. That's what I was thinking. Would okay. Be dandy. Keep it at 19? That's, yeah, because he's going to have other... Yeah. He's going to have other stuff. Yeah, he's he's going to gonna do stuff where he takes control of people's minds. Of course. So that's going to be a pain in the butt right there for everyone. Um... How about so, when he takes control of someone's mind, he can, even if they're not a barbarian, give them a rage feature? Exactly. Yeah. Like a forced rage. Yeah. That, that was actually be... exactly one of the things I was thinking yeah, of. Like, yeah. like, give a rage to the wizard. Yeah. <laughs> like a rage feature, and he just does a giant fireball, right? And he doesn't care mm-hmm. who's in his way, and he doesn't, you know, yeah. Back in um 3.5, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it carried over into the first Pathfinder edition, um, when they did, you did prestige classes, you'd take a certain number of feats, and then you would eventually take a prestige class. Yeah. There was one for Barbarian called Frenzied Berserker, and you did a crap ton of, of damage when you became a Frenzied Berserker, but it was never allowed at any table I played at because part of the Frenzied Berserker was that you attacked your friends. Sure. It was like your sub, like, oh, I take the, all right, what'd you, guys, what'd you take? Well, I took the one. Oh, man, I can do so much damage now. It might be to the wizard, though. Right, yeah. And everyone was like, no, no, you're not taking that. Grog in the recent... Uh... Season of Vox Machina when he was in the bloodlust of the sword and he stabs Pike. Exactly. Only it was like your class feature. It wasn't holding onto a magic yeah. sword. Yeah, it wasn't something making. Spoilers. It, but, yeah. but it's already on streaming. So yeah. that's our policy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, there, it's going to do its, uh, its AC of, of 19. Um, its hit points, I, I don't see any real reason to mess with its hit points. Mm-mm. It can hover around 300 and that's fine. <clears throat> yeah. Especially now that we've done this a few times. I know when we first started discussing it, I was like, Ugh, what about hit points? What about hit points? But now I'm just like, oh, but we just balance that stuff out. Yeah, exactly. You know, and we just make it do cool stuff. Like it can make anybody rage and become a tool mm-hmm. of it. And, oh, okay. And that's what I really want to focus on, like the story. As far as once this thing is like manifested right in front of everyone, right. again, it looks like in my mind, I picture it as a giant tornado of grasping limbs. Right. <laughs> um, I see it as almost like a dark angelic creature could have multiple but with forms. tons of well you know we could do the cultural thing where we're looking at the same thing much like oh, the stars of yes i mean we need to you know again that's not as gamey as it is cool in a story wise but mm-hmm. i like the idea of people seeing something different but when he manifests maybe that's when he should have it or because i mean we're going for something that's not just a big demon this is yeah. uh, this is uh, a legendary creature yep. Yep. so it's going to have like legendary resistances and what have you 
So I'm pretty sure that a Balor is also legendary. Um, <clears throat> is it not? Is there Balor not a legendary creature? It's not. It's Somewhere not a, a Tolkien fan is. Holy smokes. I thought for sure head. a Balor would be a legendary creature. Um, but the Whispering Wrath is. Okay. Which means yeah. it's going to have legendary resistance three. Mm. Which means it's going to be able to three times shrug off a failed saving throw. But I want to have a story element. Maybe our story element is its form. Okay. Yeah. You know, it starts as one thing. Maybe it, it holds itself into one form. And then as you you get rid of all of its resistances, mm-hmm. and then it drops to a different form, and then you bloody it, and it drops to another form. Yeah. And you're slowly whittling it down. Here's the fun part. I don't think it ever dies. No, it definitely can never die. You, you, when you kill it, and you take it to zero, and it's gone, mm-hmm. it's just going to be back later. Well, and in... In D and D lore terms, the same thing with you. You can't kill Tiamat. Exactly. You're only killing aspects of her, but she's still because as long as evil and hate live in the hearts of people, right? It's always will remanifest. He'll always be able to regain purchase. Perfect. Okay, so I really like tying the legendary resistance and bloodied mechanic to its form. Mm -hmm. So I picture a tornado of limbs, a chaotic tornado of limbs. You picture like a dark angelic figure. The only thing question I have about that is: Would that skew more fiend than demon? Or more, yeah, more devil than demon. Well, okay, so maybe I don't mean angelic. Um, more humanoid? I think I'm just seeing something more multi-armed. Okay. Different, like literally multiple arms, but... Each form should be like progressively that. smaller, I think. Yeah. So, then mine would be the first one. It'd be like this giant okay. thing, I And guess. then it breaks down into a tornado of and limbs. It loses its... Yeah, and it loses its more or less its corporal solidity. And now that would... It's still this spinning torrent... Of anger and whatnot, and then eventually break it's it down. almost a humanoid shape. Yeah, and then eventually it breaks down into the smallness that it represents. Right, the smaller. It'll probably feeling. I'll stick it. At, I think it should stick it large just mm-hmm. for everything. Sure, but we'll say like large can compose a bunch of different sizes. It's right. at its largest when you start fighting it. Yeah, so we'll come up with artistically a form, okay. many armed, many armed. Um, will it fly? Do we have a fly speed? Do you want to have it fly, or do you just want to have it move around fast? I I don't. You know, ironically, I don't, I don't see it flying. I don't see it flying. I see it flying from shadow to shadow, from dark I, corner to I dark see it corner. Misty stepping. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. ex- exactly. Yep. So, um, okay, that's cool. So, what if it's giant misty stepping? So we would have to remove the spe- the specificity of shadow. Like you would need giant shadows to. There's giant. shadows even when it's bright. Yeah, but they'd have to be big if we want to make a giant, right? Well, how cool would it be to have like a little girl walking by on the street and her have her little shadow? And oh yeah, all I love of a sudden that it stuff. goes. Yeah, it could just grow the shadow. I guess we thematically yeah. just make... Okay, got it. So, all right. Three forms mm-hmm. tied to its legendary resistances and its bloodied mechanic. Yep. Um, so it burns through its three legendary resistances. And at that point, we could do something like drop its AC or drop its DC on its attacks, maybe. Mm-hmm. We could do that. Its DCs kind of dial down a little bit. Okay. Um. We'll look at some other options yeah. and do some things. But I definitely want it to decrease in power once it uses all of its legendary resistances. Mm-hmm. And I know, like I said, dragons get their AC gets lower. I don't see a reason why you couldn't lower its DCs once that happens. Right. And then um, once it get, pulls itself down to its humanoid-ish form, its most pathetic form, yeah. um, maybe it'll lose its like ability to leap around from shadow to shadow right. as much. But it's, maybe would it could it then increase its ability to influence others? To function as a minion. Yeah, maybe it hides easier at that point. Yeah. So it's okay. harder to catch. Yeah. All right. So hit points are fine. Ability bonus and attack bonus, no problems there. We can keep it right at it's plus 13 because it's six plus seven. Six plus Very seven good. is 13. 
It is. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> knows that. All right. So I've heard <clears throat> six plus five can be 13. Oh, that's, you know what? That sounds like the thought process of a genius. The biggest number ever is 700. <laughs> so, is it true that no one's ever counted in hell? Huh? Um, Kunk on Earth in the show notes. Yep. Okay. All right. The attacks. We have an average of 100 points of damage per round. Right? Yep. 100 points of damage per oh, round. it's 100? I thought it was 95 in the book. I misread the line. Oh, well, it's not hard. So, it, yeah, it's a, it's a big table of charts. So, yeah, 19, 100 <laughs> points of damage yeah. divided by four attacks. So I don't need the calculator for that, by the way. Okay. That I can do. It's what, twenty. It, it's 22 was, points of damage. What was the number again? It's 100 divided by four. It's 22 if my math is right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was really worried there. We can't get the word. No, 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 no. Huh? Okay, so 25 points of damage. Yeah. Four attacks, yep. roughly. Um, it's gonna have some sort of some sort of base. It's gotta have some sort of hit you and hurt you type attacks. So I think it should be shadowy. Yep. It should have some shadowy attacks. And um it should have some stuff that can lock you into place. Yeah, I was gonna say, can I have like some kind of like charmy type Yeah, it's gonna have some charmy stuff. You know. And um, so it's going to do psychic damage. Yeah. It's going to do cold, you know, maybe cold damage. Yeah. Like the icy, the yeah. icy knife of hate. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that something like that. Works, like, yeah. you know, a hate spear. Yeah. Though, now that they think about it, we've really associated a lot of different things with hate because you get fiery rage. I know. I know. Wow. Remember, it's just like when I had, I created the monster that had the random die for what kind of damage it does. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, um, you know, a wrathful we'll come up with a phrase for it but like a, a wrath uh, or a wrathful spear or something like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that it manifests and it fights with and then it'll come down to its it'll start with some sort of a manifested weapon and then it will boil down to manifested lit arms for like scrabbling and clawing <laughs> he's good nice good cough clear it all out my friend <laughs> okay they were good okay so it starts with starts with some sort of manifested weapon lowers down claws tornado yeah. of limbs lowers down from there you know, real desperate. Um, and like a sonic attack? I don't know. Yeah. Is he verbal? There's no sonic damage. Mm-hmm. Is it? There's thunder damage. Why That's the closest thing. Why isn't there sonic? No sonic damage in 5e. Hmm. Thunder. Anything with noise is thunder. Okay. So. Yeah, interesting. I know, right? Um, or psychic. Because okay. it's definitely going to do psychic damage. So like a... Dude, oh, I guess sirens don't really do a destructive... No, they don't. Sound. I they just, just fought... Make a lovely song. I just yeah. fought... A, what is it? A harpy? Mm-hmm. And a sea hag in a in a spelljammer game, yeah. well, in a in a uh, drag uh, the 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 starter set adventure. But okay, he's yeah. using the storms over stormwreck, stars oh, over stormwreck. Okay. It's a tie. Oh, he's he's going to do. It? That's yeah. great, great. Um, yeah, and it did the song thing, and it was just saving throws for charm. Got it. Okay. So we'll have saving throws for that that sort of thing. Should yeah. it have any spell like abilities? I feel like it should have some spell like abilities. Oh yeah. Um, it can cast some spells usually when because I've never done a monster that has spell like abilities. Um, yeah, and uh, I'll give it a couple of of different spells that it can cast without material or components. It just can cast them. Yeah, and these would be thematically appropriate. Thematically spells. appropriate to the monster. Okay. So it's do, it's going to be when you fight this thing. You've got your party. This thing manifests in whatever weird form it first starts with. You start attacking it. You have to fight your way through some sort of an aura that affects your ability to differentiate friend from foe keep yourself cold and you know keep yourself logical and focused mm-hmm. you know you got to fight to not turn on everyone 
It's it making this, me think of Jujutsu Kaisen again. Yeah. It's turning around and it wheeling around so with all these weird, manifested, shadowy, cold weapons stabbing mm-hmm. out at you, taking over people's minds. Um, it'll have some sort of... I would love it to have some sort of like a burst and push out power. Yeah. Maybe that happens um, when it changes form. Mm-hmm. When it shifts form, it does a thing that push everyone away. Yeah, I always like the reset. The It's reset. The it's video field. game, yeah, but it's yeah. fun. Um, and after it resets its form... It will switch to the just clawing and scrabbling, and I don't think it necessarily needs to have reach, other than on some of its ranged attacks. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. It will. It's doing its damage per round. Conditional damage. Conditional damage. Is it going to deal any extra attack to certain in certain instances? One of my biggest. This is just a me thing. When I read through, like these are the choices you can make. Mm-hmm. My instinct is to use all the choices. Sure. And I'm trying to force myself to be like, no, I can raise the AC, but I'm not gonna. Yeah. So conditional. Like, can it do? Thematically, I guess I'd find it interesting if he could, uh, if a raging barbarian is at a disadvantage against him. Right. I just think that'd be kind of cool because they lean in on it so much and they're always the tanks. But he's like, oh yeah, bring it. I love this. Oh yeah, anyone you who know. enters it who actually is in an actual rage. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm just thinking a ton frog. Yeah. Would you like to rage? That's fine. That's great. I'm gonna rage. Oh, are you? Yeah. And then if you delightful. are delightful, I don't know. Can you do a thing where like if uh, a class or an individual is capable of raging purposely, um, and then they fail the saving throw against his rage type attack? No, I just forced you into one. Yeah. Or I forced you into one. Or but like you can't release yourself from it. Oh, and you start burning hip. You start well. That could be for anyone. You yeah. put the rage on. You put the rage on it. Oh, you've got uh, the baleful, baleful rage. Whatever we call it. Whatever ability. Mm-hmm. Um, you are currently now in rage. You have advantage on this, disadvantage on that. Um, also, your every physical fiber is working at overdrive percent. You're oh, every round you you have to try and keep it in check. And if yeah. you fail, you take you psychic have to, like damage, a, like a cooldown roll. Yeah, exactly. Like you gotta like, You've got to force yourself calm. Right. Because you are at levels of rage you have not. Exactly. You're like bursting blood vessels. Yeah, you are not accustomed to it. Oh, yeah. that's so cool. Yeah. And then just be cool after the fight just to see the people like just flump down. And they gain levels of exhaustion. Yeah, and they're just like, Whoa. yeah, be cool. Um, I'm glad we record some of this stuff because that would be a lot to write down and remember. Well, and, and that's where I'm going to have to yeah. listen to it. Well, that's yeah. why I was listening to our last episode on my way home Yeah. before recording today because oh, I'm gonna, I want to make sure I'm... Remembering what we said about the the Whispering Wrath, even though it didn't have a name at the time, and that's when I caught the 5 plus 6 equals 13. Oh, okay. On the way home, I was like, damn it. I'm sure that's not what you said. Um, Yeah, it's not, but it's okay. So it's going to have some conditional damage based on rages. Yeah. And it might have something where it can do some sort of like a mark. It's going to mark you. That's an old 4E thing, but um, it marks you, forces you into your own version of a rage. You're fighting yeah. against that. You've got to fight through your own rage to actually attack it. And then it can do extra damage to people that it's got marked with its rage power. That's yeah. That's cool. Yeah, because it's it's tethered to you now. Yes. And you're it's blowing on the embers in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Um but as far as talking about potential options that could come to mind that we wouldn't use is like when you're like, oh well, during the rage we do this much psychic damage, he can't I initially was like, and then he can take some of that and read, you know. Oh, I already put up a note somewhere. He should have the ability to heal himself sure. from other people's rage. Okay. I just wonder that if that... will lower his hit points. Okay. So if you give them the ability to heal... <laughs> you all good? That was, that was the one I really needed. I'm um, if you give it the ability to heal, you lower its... It's in here somewhere, but I don't remember. Okay. Um, 
But if it has the ability to heal, you lower its hit points. Okay. Because it's not, you know, starting at 300 and then working its way down, having it go back up. Do they have the option to give them the ability to heal but make it conditional? I think most... uh, Like you can't do it. He can't do this trick. He can't just heal all the time. time. This is something that you can only start pulling on. Maybe that could be a limited use ability. Recharge 5-6. Oh, I I got you. I'm going to do everyone does the, you know, they're... Their blood vessels burst, and I fuels me up, and I get a little bit more juice yeah. back. Yeah, so that okay. could be our five six ability. Yeah, um, our recharge ability is some sort of a rage, a marked rage damage healing. This is me writing and done. Um, that's cool. I like yeah. that. Oh, this is gonna be fun. Yeah, this is fun. And how many of these do we have? How many of these gods? gods? As many as we want, yeah. Josh. As many as we want. We're taking also the slow route because yeah. we're taking the we're slow and deliberate route because we're yeah. learning. Yeah. So I think once we had these down, I think you and I could probably sit down and bang out one of these guys in an hour or two. Yeah. Once we do this first bit. But yeah. this is this is our, our first draft and we'll yeah. run it through. I really, really, really want to play test this when it's done against a party. Well, I mean, at this point, we could have a party. In, I could write an adventure. Encounter just- a Slither Shadow. Yeah, we could have some Italian cat. I don't even care. We can have it be a, like an arena fight. Yeah, like all right, that's it's, true. it's this is Mortal Kombat Astarok. You've got your four characters. You're fighting Slither Shadows. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, you're fighting, um, you're fighting Chorses. Chorses. Talon cats. <laughs> Talon cats. <laughs> um, you're fighting Talon cats. Let's go see how it goes. And now mm-hmm. you're fighting the Whispering Wrath. Yep. Um, and we'll just make it a, a an even matchup. We'll stat out players. Mm-hmm. Um. That would make it a hard fight, or a, a, or I would, the, the right at the edge of deadly. I would think, yep, to really kind of just because I don't want to forget, I'm getting this idea in my brain of this one's called the Whispering Wrath. I wonder if we could name each of the gods after a different audible slash like laugh of joy. I don't know. I just, just to put a pin in. Well, it, the I whole guess. idea was that they're all kind of amalgamated, right? That's oh, why some I, of them are. That's why um, I wonder if we could keep the names thematically they to titles. together. Yeah, like titles thematically together. Which right. is sort of what we've done with a lot of stuff in Estrock. I've noticed mm-hmm. that we've we've defaulted to using real wor- last call, point right. reach. Yep. You know, um and we don't we're not coming up with a lot of made up words because yeah. we hate doing it. Right. You know, I, I really uh, you know, even if it's gauche, I feel like I just want to like keep DMing like direct messaging Matt Mercer because to me that he's like the king of coming up with names. Sure, the stuff you got like just come on or his team if yeah. he has a team. Just could someone just come on with? I just want to have a discussion. Like, how did you do this? Mm-hmm. Like, I really want specifically this, right? Um, because it's just always such a mystery to me because it's amazing how just he, he comes up with these varied names, but they're they're in the same world or they belong together. Yeah, and for that sure. Amazes. Um, yeah, and right now we're switching to title. Now, to be fair, in the real world. Titles is how things get named. Yeah, absolutely true. You know, I love the joke that, you know, the Romans came to the British Isles and they're like, what's the name of that river? And everyone said, Avon. Right. And like, what's the name of that river? Avon. And that's what that, but that one, Avon. It's like, why do you have so many rivers named A- Avon means river? Right. We didn't, we don't give them separate names. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, the Avon River is the river river. Right. That's, that's the word for river. So now watch me get a, a text that that's not actually an accurate statement. So I'll look it up. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. It's, um, that's true. So don't look it up. Okay. If you're wrong, We're you're just, wrong. Looking if, it up doesn't change. Exactly. That. So we've got some special attacks. We've got some conditional damage. We've got a limited use ability. Mm-hmm. We have the ability to inflict conditions. Now, inflicting conditions is going to anything where you shut down the character's ability to do stuff, charmed, confused, that counts as a severe condition. Okay. And severe conditions, when you do them, they count as damage equal to the 
monster's challenge rating okay. if it affects one person, or three times its challenge rating if it affects multiple people. So if they have the ability to charm multiple people at once, mm-hmm. it would technically count as 19 times three, which is not math I'm going to do in my head, but I'm assuming it's going to be three less than 60, which would make it 57. Yes, correct. How's that? It is, How's I, that? I just did the actual math as you said that, so I was like, yes. That's <laughs> do you like right. the way I did that? Yeah. I did some, like, you know? I don't, um, that's basically how I do most of my... Yeah. Still, I just was, did sixty times three and subtracted. Three, it was the but. crutch I needed when I was a kid, so I still do it to this day. So it would, if it could charm multiple people's all at once, mm-hmm. that is uh, again fifty-seven points of jam- damage equivalent. So you couldn't then do yeah. that and then also do the no- the hundred points of damage it can do. Yeah, because that would be way too much. Mm-hmm. So if it can do things like grapple, knock someone prone, or rattle them, uh, rattled is a is an A five E condition what is it uh rattled is let me flip to the back is, is rattled tom hanks uh in saving private ryan and the explosion yeah, goes it, off it, and exactly the, like, um, what's going on and i don't know if i'm gonna find it so it's, here. is it a replacement for like stunned i'm not sure rattled characters in a5e and i'm gonna be really stupid if this is also in 5e but i just don't remember i don't remember it cannot benefit from expertise yeah so this is based on their expertise dice that they use okay. so we don't have to worry about that because okay. we're not doing that um Prone, pushing or pulling, these are all minor conditions. They don't have any damage equivalents. Okay. Uh, a moderate condition um, imposes disadvantage, like blindness, frightened, poisoned, restrained, slowed. These are moderate. They are treated as the equivalent of damage equal to the monster's challenge rating or doubled if it affects multiple. Mm-hmm. And then the severe... Um, oh, severe is double the monster's challenge rating or triple it if it can affect multiple creatures. Okay. So it is 19 times 2 oh, for right. uh, charming someone. Okay. So it, it really takes the conditions and adds a bunch of damage equivalents to that so that now you can dial back how much damage it's also doing so it's staying balanced. Okay. So but we definitely to... know there's a charm. There's a charm aspect to this monster. Right. So if there was four of them, four adventurers, and say three of the four fail. This is TPK. Does he turn them against each other? Yeah. Okay. I I would assume so. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully that. So maybe work. we shouldn't have it affect multiple people. Maybe he should have to... Maybe he has to hit with a special kind of attack. And yeah. then I was thinking like he hits with a special kind of attack and then you make a save. And if you fail the save, you've got like a marker. And then at, he can use his recharge ability to affect everyone who's got a marker. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. I was Again, sea hags do a thing where they hit you and they do not very much damage, but then they can do a click and you go to zero hit points. Oh. If you've got like marked by the sea hag that's not i'm nice. assuming that i've never fought or read the sea hag stat block yeah but that's what it appeared to happen to my character in the game we played oh okay. i got hit with something i was like oh that's not that bad and then i failed the saving throw and i went to zero hit points oh. and my hippo character started drowning okay i know the hippos can't breathe underwater that's true they can just swim just i've been old... really taking advantage of the fact that i have a swim speed oh okay yeah uh it's been, you know, hey we've got a water-based island adventure and i can swim which yeah. means I don't have disadvantage on attacks, all that jazz. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So I've been grappling everything. There was, we fought a giant fungus octopus, and I, I grappled it and dragged it on shore. Fungopus? A fungopus. Huh. That sounded oh. awful. I know. But I think that we've got some good stuff here. We've got definitely yeah. got some good. We'll, we'll, we'll we do made some more homework. headway than I expected. We're going to stat, stat this stuff out, and then we're going to continue. This is definitely going to be a three-parter. Yeah, easily. Uh, easily, if not yeah. four. Yeah, without promises. So, so the Whispering three. Wrath Part 2 mm-hmm. is now... Yep. Whispering Wrath Part 3 will be next week. Mm-hmm. But as for now, um, when this episode comes out, we'll put some of that stuff up on Twitter and Instagram and on the website so people can mm-hmm. see it. But that, friends, is all of our time for today. 
Thank you so much again for listening and supporting the show. And please remember that if you can uh, like, subscribe, and like, and rate our podcast, that really does help with our... All podcasters say it because it really does help. And for the folks that have recently uh, joined us, welcome. Thank yes. You for, Thank you so much for yeah. joining us. So for more information or peruse the latest drafts of our creations, please visit our website at www.fourthpillarofplay. All spelled out. Where you can also like, follow, or message us on Twitter or Instagram. Thank you again so much, and we look forward to creating with you.